Bonjour, hello everyone. I'm Nata, host of the Nata PR School podcast. You're a successful entrepreneur or marketing manager and you're about to launch a new product or service, or you've been selling your goods for quite some time, but you want to learn how to increase your visibility, get known and reach more clients? At Nata PR, we deal with real clients every day and we'll teach you simple, fun and honest PR solutions. You'll learn easy steps to combine PR to social media right now. Keep listening and let's get started. Bonjour, hello and welcome to this 42nd episode of the Nata PR School podcast. PR and marketing laws. Rule number four, the law of words. In previous podcasts, we've explored three other rules. There are 20 and more laws uh, for PR and marketing. I love those rules. Um, and if you remember, the first one how, was how to predict the future. Then rule number two was failure and number three, success. And now we continue today with rule number four that I call the law of words. You may uh, find this law under another appellation that they called the law of focus. It's very similar, but in PR, it's really the words. <laughs> it's one of the most powerful concepts in our profession. Because when a word is lodged in your customer's mind, it becomes extremely powerful. You can really uh, dominate the market with one word. And I love this law because in our profession, we are required to define key messages, uh, key phrases, key words. You'll hear that very often. So what are the key messages, the key words uh, for our clients and their products? And I love this law <laughs> because it makes us think about the content of our press releases, for example, the words that absolutely must be included and repeated and repeated over and over in all our communications. This law challenges us to find a way to, let's say, distill our message in our press release. It's like finding the headlines of a, a newspaper article or a blog post. It's like finding, you know, what's going to be the subject of your email, really. And I love when we're able to find and present it in a single idea. Because if you can figure out how to hitch your product in this idea or a single, a single word sometimes, this is when you can be a leader in your market. So it's super powerful, right? So let me give you an example with a client that we've been working uh, for many years. It's called Second Clothing. And oh my God, more than 15 years ago, they had a jeans in their collection that they called the pyjama jeans. It was at the beginning of the four-way stretch. <laughs> For people who know a little bit about jeans and fabric, this fabric was amazing because it's, it was, as you can imagine, it's, it, it really moved with you if you're wearing uh, a jeans that has, you know, this fabric that has four-way stretch, it's becoming extremely uh, comfortable. And my client, Second Clothing, was calling these jeans the pyjama jeans, which made sense, but um, it really, it, it was in my mind for a while. And, and I suggested to my client, why don't you call it the yoga jeans? And back in the days, 20, almost 20 years ago, more than 15 years ago, for sure, yoga was still just at the beginning of being a, such a huge trend. 
And so I, so we decided to call this this specific jeans yoga jeans. We had this girl uh, sitting in a lotus position, you know, with her knees and legs crossed. <laughs> and we had a young photographer who took a picture. And oh my God, it was so powerful when you think about it. Just those two simple words, yoga and jeans. So powerful that now everything they sell is under the appellation of yoga jeans, which is, of course, a trademark. This is a great example of the power of two simple words. And to my European friends, I know that some French and maybe uh, some other countries too, I know you're listening, so shout out to you guys. And in Europe, you have been very careful about the words some some brands are using. Um, let me give you some example. For instance, the French, they have what they call a control designation of origin. If you think about champagne, cognac, roquefort, it's not just anyone that can cr uh, create a champagne. If you're not from the champagne region, region, if you don't follow the rules of how to create a perfect champagne, you cannot use that word and you cannot call your product champagne. In America, it's a little different, but uh, you have before, other European countries also have these protected designation, of course, if you think about Parmesan, for example. This is exactly the law of words, and so these words are even protected, so it's even stronger. In North America, it's a little different because it's more the companies who were able to have uh, their mark in, in people's minds, such as if you think about Google, that's even a word invented. Sometimes we even, uh, it becomes a verb. So let's Google it. <laughs> Apple also is very strong and they created the iPhone, the iPad. How smart it is that? And once these words are really associated with a specific business or product, really there's no point in trying to make them your own. Like, don't try to call something, um, you know, iPhone or... Let me give you another example that's also very powerful. Let's say you want to buy a car and you want the safest car on the market. So the brand that should pop to your mind is Volvo. Because Volvo is really synonymous with safety. They've really used that word. They were probably the first brand to use that word really, like, up front and it became ingrained like it's it's in everybody it's in the consumer brain so if any other uh, automakers try to use that word in their publicity of course you can say your car is safe but it's not what people are going to be looking for for other brands it's going to be volvo that equals safety so other brands cannot make these words their own because they're so ingrained in consumers' minds. It's, it's almost a belief. Not, a, not almost, it becomes a belief. So you believe that the safest car is Volvo. And what is a belief? It's just a word or an idea that's repeated so much and enough that it becomes a belief. Like we believe that Volvo is the safest car on the market. As you can imagine, religions are quite 
uh, handy with the repetition principle. They know how to create belief. It's, <laughs> it's the base of what they do. So can you imagine? This is why the law of word can be so powerful. And I think Amazon is an, in a good position to appropriate the words low price online and fast delivery. Um, I think they really uh, dominate the, the e-commerce right now. So if you're looking something cheap and want to uh, have the next day delivery, you're going to think about Amazon. And again, in North America, Walmart and Costco, they both are huge leader and own some words. If you think about Walmart, it's everyday low prices. It belongs to them. <laughs> Costco. Wholesale prices. Huh? So if you buy, it's going to be low price at, and large quantity. That's why it's so important when it comes to studies. I love focus group and studies. I love those. But you have to be careful because obviously your consumer, your typical clients might say, well, I want, I want, a, my, I want my car to be safe. Uh, but you understand that you, don't, you will not spend a fortune in, in advertising your car as the safest car because it's probably Volvo that's going to be gaining <laughs> from your ads. So you have to be careful what they say. Obviously, it can be in, the, in your information that you give them, but you have to find another way, another word, another sentence to present your car. Here again, we come back to step number one of the Nada PR model. If you don't have it yet, you go on our website, nadapr.com, and in exchange of your email, you will receive our six-step model. It's really super simple, but these are the six steps uh, that we use every day to create campaign. And step number one is all about finding why media and influencer, why they would talk about you. And the answers uh, to these questions also match consumer expectations, such as locally made vegan frozen dessert. Let's say you're creating this dessert and you realize that in your market, there are very few local vegan frozen dessert. That's your answer. And you see the combination of words there. That's why it's, it's crucial to find and choose the words that represent and define your brands. And my partner, David, and I, we've thought for the longest time about the words and phrases that define the agency, that defines Nada PR. And uh, in recent years, uh, many of our competitors have left themselves be influenced by the internet. And I can completely understand why, because we went through this phase of, should we let go the, uh, the PR word and just go to um, become a communication and marketing agency? many, many PR agencies dropped the PR word. And my, my feeling at the time five years ago was, hmm, I think we should keep it because it's such a, an old term, a, an old word, huh? PR, public relations. It's something really deeply ingrained in uh, everybody's brain. And I'm so lucky we did because people are looking for PR agencies today because we are now what my digital marketing friends call the organic part of their plan. Mm -hmm. um, if you look at some other podcasts, I talk about it in depth. Um, so yes, so PR is still super important. And I even went further in my thinking and it took me years <laughs> to describe what we do. It's one way to uh, say we are a PR agency. People understand PR. They kind of heard PR. They know a little bit what it is, but... It's a, it's a question we, we, uh, we uh, 
clients ask us all the time, so what do you do exactly? Tell us what you do. And what we do is making you known. And it took me a while to get there. It seems super simple, I know. But simplicity is <laughs> complicated sometimes, takes time. So even if you have a huge budget, huh, be careful in the words that you choose to describe your brand. The law of words must be followed with care and thoughtfully with a generous helping <laughs> of openness and creativity. You have to take the time to find the words, the appropriate words. As always, if you need advice, really finding words, finding sentences, how to present your brand. This is my forte, my forte. <laughs> it's a French word. Uh, it's probably where I'm the best at finding, you know, the idea and how we should present your company, your brands. So please book a free consultation with me. I'll be happy to talk to you and find out. I want to know. I'm very curious and love to learn. So you have a new brand, a new product, a new service, or even, you know, if you've been uh, promoting it for quite some time and you want some a fresh look at what you're doing, I'll be happy to uh, answer your questions and listen to what you're doing and help you the best I can. And if I can't, I will in all honesty tell you and refer you to another expert for sure. So please book your free consultation. So I hope you've learned a few things today with this law number four, the law of words that I so much love. So hopefully you'll be joining us next week. À la semaine prochaine. Hey, you want to learn more about how to implement PR strategies? Head on to nadapr.com and get on our list. You will also receive the Nada PR model on how to create a successful PR campaign. If you want to become a client, just send us an email to nada at nadapr.com. Talk to you next week. À la semaine prochaine.